Yes. Shout out to Mr. Fantastic, who did a fantastic live stream today talking about George Floyd. Uh, let me see if he still has it up. Because you know, some of y'all be some of y'all be hiding y'all videos. I don't be understanding why, but whatever. Let me see if that video is still up. All right, yeah. <clears throat> so let me let me find it on the on my my joint over here. So you guys need to go watch YouTube. You, <laughs> you guys need to go watch Mr. Fantastic's uh, video. Put on screen here in a second. He did a video talking about George Floyd. I don't mama reveals fake bills, real pills, and drug deals featuring George Floyd. So this was a great video. It was quite eye-opening in regards to this whole mama thing. So in case you guys didn't see or you don't know who mama is, so remember when George Floyd, remember he was laying on the ground, Derek Chauvin was on top of him, and basically he was about to pass out and, and transition to the upper room. There was a point when George Floyd started yelling out for his mama, mama, something like that, right? So we were all under the initial impression that he was calling out to his mother which is understandable because, you know, in most instances, if you see a grown dude calling out for mama or anybody calling out for mama nine times out of 10, they're actually talking about their mother. But what was, uh, you know, shout out to my man. I want to say it was Akatunde Nation or maybe it was on Fantastic, but turns out mama wasn't actually George Floyd's mama that he was actually referencing. He was actually, this is mama right here. So y'all probably like, who is that? In case you ain't been keeping up with the story. This is uh, George Floyd's girlfriend. That was his pet name for her, mama. She actually got on the stand and testified that that was the pet name that he gave her. And that was her name that he had saved in his phone. That is mama, who uh, George Floyd was crying out for because I'm told his actual mother actually passed away, you know, some years ago. Don't know when, but that's what I'm told. But this is mama right here. It was kind of a, you know, kind of a little, a little, a little weird. You know what I'm saying? When you think about it, look at this guy, look at this guy. He says six viewers and you're one of the six shout out to you. <laughs> How are you going to come in here clowning my views when you're one of the people watching? <laughs> make that one make sense. So he was talking about mama. That's who mama is right there, right? So it's just kind of weird, especially when you try to, when you, when you, when you juxtapose this to this whole racial dynamic and, and you know, how it's all, you know, it's, it's black people versus white people, black people versus cop. But in this man's literal dying moments, he appeared to have been calling out to a white women's a white woman. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just a little, it's a little strange. You know what I'm saying? Just a little, little weird, but anyways, I'm not going to re recap, uh, rehash this case. Um, go watch Mr. Fantastic's video. It's like three hours and some change. 
And, you know, we had a whole uh, Negro court session going on over there. You had people who thought George Floyd was, um, what up? What up, uh, Defunt Tatiana? You had people who thought George Floyd was high off drugs and probably expired due to a condition known as excited delirium, which a lot of police officers will tell you about as a real thing when you're dealing with a bunch of drug drug addicts. Meaning they're, they're so they're basically they're like so high off drugs that you know their heart jumps up jumps down i mean, I mean it's, it's something along the lines of that to where they basically like damn near suffer heart attacks and all kind of stuff right so you got that aspect because you know there's plenty of footage leading up to the event that showed george was high on drugs like there's actual video you know of him allegedly kind of tweaking out a little bit in the convenience store but uh anyways and then there was uh you know people who are still of the mindset that derek chauvin his knee on the back, not the side, not the front, but the back is the main reason or the reason as to why George Floyd went on up to the upper room. It became a saint out in these streets, right? And so right now, we're going through the motions, and I'm of the firm belief, based off of everything that I've seen, that I believe George Floyd was probably a – a victim of excited delirium. Now, the optics from Derek Chauvin, they don't look good. But when you research into why he even had his knee on him in the first place, well, you discover that this is how he was trained. But then people will be like, but was he trained to have it on him for eight minutes or some, however long? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Everybody that hops on these panels, nobody's a lawyer. And that's another thing about YouTube, right? This is the amazing thing about YouTube. You hop on YouTube, everybody is a subject matter expert in law, and they're a subject matter expert in uh, the medical profession. But everybody that's on these panels, to my knowledge, the overwhelming majority of them don't have law degrees, and they've never been to medical school. But they know everything that doctors and lawyers know, right? <laughs> and they will argue you down something serious. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. We got, we got a troll in the building. Don't quit your day job, but we all know you don't have one. Super facts. I don't have one. That's why I'm up at 12 o'clock, almost 1 o'clock in the morning making YouTube videos. You are absolutely correct, but you are at least here watching me, and nobody's watching you. So thank you for being a part of the 14, 15 or so people that are watching because you're here watching me, and nobody's watching you. Amazing how that works, right? You know me. I don't know you. Shout out to my man, Gabe. How come Gabe ain't got a wrench out in these streets yet? What's going on, man? I got to give Gabe a wrench. Hold on. Gabe is a smart brother out here. He just got his master's degree. How do I give him a wrench? Oh, here it is. Shout out to Gabe. He got his master's degree in uh, cybersecurity, I think. Gabe out here doing things in life. You know what I mean? Educated like me. I got two of them, Gabe. I got a master's in information technology and an MBA. But you know, whatever. You got you got your stuff. That's that's what's up, man. Start making videos and, and give the people some stuff. 
but yeah, anyways, but like Gabe says, he says everyone is a lawyer, forensic analysis, engineer, IT pro, and they all make six figures. Yeah, man, it's on YouTube. You can literally be anything you want to be. And you never have to provide any documentation. All you got to do is just say, I am, therefore I am. And people will believe you, especially if you are a good talker. If you are charismatic, you can, you can really, uh, you know, convince a lot of people. You just got to wish it into existence, man. You ain't got to go to school. You don't have to get any type of formal training, education. Just hop on a mic and say, this is what you are. And guess what? you will magically become that. So on Fantastic's panel that was proven today, we had so many forensic analysis people up in there. We had we had uh, all the people who do autopsies up in there. It was lawyers and judges all up in there. You would think black society is just riddled with nothing but professionals of that of that quality just all over the place you, you would never know all this pookie and ray ray talk we talk about if we watch fantastic's video and we had to make a snap judgment off of black society you would never know that there was you you would swear that people were just talking crazy when they talked about pookie ray rays and, and all this other craziness going on you would think everybody in a mama was a highly educated black person out there putting in work respectable work and we out here just dominating stem and law and all this other stuff i mean that's what you would think you know what i mean i mean i'm like damn how come we're not we're not the ones litigating this case right now <laughs> you know yeah jessica x up there she presented her argument in support of george floyd i'm like damn jessica they need to hire you as their lawyer. Like, what you doing on YouTube? Bumping your gums. You need to be on. You need to be at the courtroom. You, 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 you obviously gonna get George. Uh, uh, you obviously gonna send Derek Chauvin to prison. <laughs> you are an expert. Jessica X graduated from uh, Gray's Anatomy University with honors. That chick is an expert. But and it was a, it was a couple other ones out there as well. But, uh, you know, we're not here to talk about that. So y'all go watch George Floyd's. Uh, <laughs> y'all go watch Mr. Fantastic's video on Mama. It was pretty entertaining. Pretty entertaining. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to do a dedicated video talking about, um, you know, as to whether or not, do you really, if you're a black person out here, do, are, <laughs> when are we going to come to a realization that this whole I'm shaking in my boots because the police is out there. Narrative is just, it's just manufactured BS. Like, when are we going to come to this realization? Y'all like, when are we going to get to this point that you got to stop letting the media and social media, uh, dictate how you feel and how you perceive the world. Like you have to learn how to compartmentalize this crap and, and just, Use your damn common sense instead of just running off of the first thing that you see on social media, especially if it's coming from the likes of a, a Looney Tune pasty liberal, a pro-black babbler, 
are just some standard, everyday, run-of-the-mill, woe is me, we's being hunted, LeBron James, and, and all this other crap. Like, when are we going to get to this point, man, that, you know, you, you guys got to stop being scared. You guys got to put your thinking caps on. Because, you know, as much as black folks want to be respected, because, you know, everybody always talks about we got to get money, power, and respect. I don't think you'll ever get to that point if black society as a collective continues to run around here like children in, in your thinking, in your emotion, in just, in just every fiber of your being. It's just, you know, and it's one thing if you're an older black person, like a baby boomer or a Gen Xer or something like that, or even you know, whatever generation came before the baby boomers and you're still hanging around and you grew up in Jim Crow and you've seen the whites only water fountains, you've seen the actual footage of police out there, like legit, you know, just white society in general going above and beyond to uh, oppress black people. I let those people slide, right? Like one of my, out of all my grandparents, only one still alive, my grandmother. So she was a little girl in the air. How she feels about white folks is totally valid. She grew up in that era. She grew up in a, in the South where she had to go to a black only school. There was a, you know, a colored water fountains and all that stuff. So whatever they got, whatever she got to say about white folks is totally valid. Cause her lived experience is not my experience. I didn't grow up in that world. I've never seen a colored only water fountain unless it was on a picture at a museum. Um, I didn't, I didn't go to, I didn't go to all black schools because I had to, you know, I went to predominantly black schools because it's just where I lived at, <laughs> but it wasn't mandatory. I, you know, I could, my parents, you know, if they, you know, they could have easily moved and we, I could have went to another school or whatever the case may be. And that's how most of y'all grew up, especially if you were around my age or younger. And then, like I said, I've given my opinions about everybody that I believe that was born 1995 or 96 and later. I don't believe any of y'all's cries about racism. Not a single one. In order for me to believe that you are a victim of racism, I need to see hardcore, undeniable proof. I need to see some strange fruit hanging from a tree. I need to see all kind of stuff. I mean, you're going you're gonna to have to really sell me on it because I just don't believe you. I, I just don't believe it. I legit don't believe it with 99.99% of you. I don't believe it. You understand? Yeah, cupcakes. Your mother, she would have a legit claim because she's seen it firsthand. Everybody that's like 40 and under, or, you know, you're lucky if you've seen it. Quote, unquote, lucky. But, but like I said, if you were born in like 95, 96, you're like 25 years old running around here. Oh, however old you will be. I don't know. I ain't trying to hit. Like, man, miss me with that crap. You ain't suffering racism. You you suffering from, from laziness. <laughs> but anyways, so you hop on these social media streaks, you turn on your cable news or whatever, and you got Don Lemon and, and Rachel Maddow and and what's 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 the light skinned dude from Africa, South Africa? What's his name? Trevor Noah. 
He ain't even from this damn country for crying out loud. He ain't listen. And that's another thing that kind of irks me about liberals that come from other countries. It's like Trevor Noah, you ain't even from here, dude. It'd be one thing if you was like, uh, you were raised here as a little kid. I don't think he came over here till he was like an adult. Like, why don't you talk about all the craziness going on in South Africa? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't come over here criticizing this country. Go talk about your own damn home country. Y'all got way far worse problems than we got over here. I don't ever hear him talking about South Africa. Anybody ever hear Trevor Noah talking about South Africa? I don't ever hear him talking about it. Because, you know, in South Africa, Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah is considered privileged over there. Trevor Noah comes over here and tries to talk all this bliggity black stuff, tries to be down for the people. But as soon as he goes home to South Africa, he is a privileged individual. You know why? Because he's biracial, like me. Biracials in South Africa are called coloreds, but coloreds is not the same as coloreds here in America. It's like their own separate racial group to where they are above pretty much dark-skinned Africans over there. You understand? Shout out to New York Song Man for the $20. Appreciate that, bro. Says, uh, salute. Happy weekend to all. Super facts. I even went and got a haircut today, y'all. But uh, anyways, I'm about to grow my curls back out. But anyway, so it's it's it's, it's just crazy. You, you come from a country, Trevor Noah, where you are considered a privileged individual whether you want to come over here and pretend like you're you're oppressed and all this crap, like get out of here with this this madness. You're a rich liberal that lives in Hollywood with a damn popular TV show. Probably live in a gated community surrounded by nothing but rich white folks, like LeBron James. Like I, I don't want to hear this crap. But they'll get on here and and tell y'all, oh, it's woe is me all day long because they know black folks is addicted to it. And you're gonna get killed by cops. Blah blah blah. So anyways, I, I I did this video, not this video, but I, I, I talked about this the other night in one of my videos. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just make a dedicated video towards it because uh, uh, I was talking about this. I was like, what are the chances of you actually being killed by a police officer? Like how many people have actually just sat down to crunch the numbers? All right. And so I crunched the numbers the other day and we about to crunch them again. It's, it's real simple. This ain't complicated math. We ain't finna do no calculus up in here. None of that stuff. But I just want to show y'all, you know, like, like, what are the chances of you being killed by a cop? Right? Like, what are the chances of this? So, first things first, we need to figure out how many police uh, departments are in America. So, as you can see, there's 17,985 police departments in America, right? We're just going to round that out to a nice solid 18,000. 18,000 police departments in America, right? Let's go to our calculator. Now, let's just assume, let's just assume that every police department in America has just one encounter with one black person a day for a whole calendar year. So we're talking about 18,000 interactions a day, one interaction per police department, multiplied by 365 days. You get 
six million five hundred and seventy thousand interactions a year. That's off of eighteen thousand police departments across America. Each department having only one interaction with one black person. Interaction meaning, you know, they're actually interacting. Somebody might get arrested or whatever, but just one interaction. Just you know, each day. That comes out to be 6,570,000 interactions a year, right? How many black folks have been killed, right? So I was looking it up. There used to be this website on the Washington Post that actually had like a pretty cool little graph. You can pull it up. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I went to a Statista. So we're going to go all the way back to 2017 with this, right? And we're going to look at these numbers. These are all the black folks shot to death. It doesn't distinguish between whether or not they are justified or unjustified. So I think they're just lumping them all together. Justified and unjustified shooting deaths. And they break it down by race, white, black, Hispanic, other, unknown. If y'all notice something, look at this. Look at the white folks, y'all. Blue is 2017, black is 2018, gray 2019, maroon or what red is 2020, and green is 2021. Look at this. This is white folks. This is black folks. They're like damn near double our numbers, but then they'll be like, but there's more white people. Okay, fine. It's more white people. I right, got it. Anyway, let's just go through the math, right? So we got 18,000 police departments, one interaction per police department with one black person each day. That's 18,000 interactions a day times 365 days in a year. That gets you 6,570,000 interactions with black people, right? Let's go do the math. All right, so let's take 2017. In 2017, according to this, 223 black people were killed by police, justified and unjustified. 223. All right, so if you move the decimal place two places to the right, that will give you your percentage. So your percentage is going to be 0 0.0033. That, that's the chances of you being killed by a cop in 2017. You would have a 0 0.0033 or 3-4. Let's just round it off to 4. 3-4 chance. All right, everybody see that? Everybody, matter of fact, let me, let me, uh, let me find... Let me find my little note. Let me let me find something to write on. Uh, let's see. Uh oh, what is this? A little site I can just jot some. Uh, you know what? Never mind. Anyways, so anyways, anyways, y'all just remember that. Oh, matter of fact, I just pull it up in my history. So we got zero point zero zero three four percent. That was from twenty seventeen. 2018, 209 people, right? 209 divided by, uh, what was it? 
six six five seven. Did I put too many zeros in there? Hold on. Yeah, I did. Hold on. I put too many zeros in there. Oh, there we go. All right. Move the decimal place two places to the right so you can get the percentage. That comes out to be a 0.0032% chance of you being killed by a cop in the year 2018. All right. Let's keep this thing going. We're looking at the gray. Gray is 2019, 235. 235 divided by 6570, 1, 2, uh, 3. Is that, is that, yes, correct. All right. Two places to the left, you get 0 0.0036 chance. All right, we're going to do this all the way up to where we currently are. So what year was that? That was 235. All right, let's go to 2020. This is last year. We had 241. 241 divided by 6507013. Uh -oh, all right. Two places to the left. 0 0.0037. All right. So we'll, we'll just stop there because, you know, 2021 is still pumping it. John. All right. Let's pull up our history here. All right. So here we go, y'all. Here, here's, here's the raw, undeniable numbers in your face. This is 2017, 18, 19, 20. So once again, 18,000 police departments. One interaction with one black person per police department across the country. So that's 18,000 interactions a day times 365. That gets you 6,570,000 total interactions. 223 deaths divided by the total number of interactions. This is the, uh, this is the chances of you getting killed. Like I say, for those of you who are, who are slow in math class, to figure out the percentage, you just move the decimal point two places to the right. That'll get you a 0 0.0034, 0 0.0032, 0 0.0036, and 0 0.0037, all right? We're talking less than a percent, less than half a percent. Those are the chances of you being killed by a cop, y'all. I don't know if anybody's ever sat down and did the math with you. I just want to show y'all the math to, uh, you know, explain, to kind of put it right in your face. Because what's the old saying? Men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. But I, th I just think it's necessary that you guys see that we's being hunted, you running around here pretending like you're scared of the police. The numbers don't prove it, bruh. The numbers don't prove these fears. What this does prove is you are led by your emotions and visual cues off of crap you see on social media and in the news. Because obviously a lot of y'all lack logic. The numbers don't prove, don't support this, this irrational fear that you guys have. I mean, it just doesn't. 
So when LeBron out here talking about we being hunted every day, where is it at in the numbers, Brent? Where is it at? Where is it at in the numbers? And I only stuck with just each department having one interaction. If I said each department has two interactions, this number is going to get even smaller. Y'all do understand that, right? So if I said 18,000 had two interactions, now we're talking 36,000 interactions a day. And then when you go out and do the math, the number is going to be even smaller. So I just I just stuck with one, just as a nice little baseline, right? The numbers don't support it. The numbers do not support this fear pro-blacks put out there that cops is out there to kill all the black people. Every time you get pulled over, you should be shaking in your boots, scared to roll your window down. You got to record yourself. The numbers don't support the, the, the narrative. It just doesn't. And it especially doesn't support the narrative if you are a law-abiding citizen. You know, you are consciously, uh, you know, just going about doing your business and, you know, you're consciously not out there trying to attract you to the attention of the police. What do I mean? All right, you know, most of us, we hop in our car, we drive, and occasionally you might get pulled over because you're speeding. That wasn't, uh, you know, I mean, you weren't consciously out there trying to get pulled over. You just, well, I supposed to say, uh, whatever. Y'all get what I'm saying. You're not, you're not purposely trying to get pulled, uh, have interactions with the cops. Meaning you're not out there slanging and banging doing this, that, and the third, you know, engaged in that, consciously engaged in activities that are known to attract the attention of the police. Most of us just aren't doing that. You understand? I, I'm not. Every black person that I know in my immediate vicinity, they're not outside of the occasional speeding ticket. I don't really, I don't really know. I know way more law-abiding black people than I know of criminals. Now, there may be some who now there may be some so-called law abiding citizens who engage in criminal activities and they haven't been caught yet. That's a reality. But I can't really call them criminals until they get caught and convicted. Right. <laughs> or, you know, or until they actually show me they're, they're into some mess. And then the cops is, you know, trying to come through and put knees on their neck. But I just know way more normal people, quote unquote, normal you know, everyday regular black folks, just like you all. But yet it's the everyday fully so-called fully functional black folks are the they're, the, they're the loudest ones out here talking as we scared of the police crap. And once again, these, these, you know, there's some, it'd be the same people talking as the police coming to get us. We scared of the police. They've been talking this crap online for like damn near 10 years and the police ain't came and got them yet. Y'all ever noticed that? Y'all ever notice that the loudest ones on social media talking this crap, the police never seem to come get them year after year. They ain't got got yet. <laughs> I don't want them to get got, but I'm just saying it's like, damn, when they coming, you've been, you've been barking and screaming online for God knows how many years now. I ain't, I don't even see the cops. Every time they pass you, they waving at you. Like, what are we talking about here? But regardless, the numbers just don't add up. The numbers don't add up to the hype. Police ain't out there messing with you. 
especially if you ain't doing nothing. Especially if you ain't doing nothing. But even if you are doing stuff and you get caught, the numbers don't support this claim that you're going to get killed. It just doesn't. It's right here in front of your face. We ain't got to sit here and uh, pretend like we ain't seeing what we're seeing. You know what I mean? I ain't got no reason to lie to you. So, you know, I, I just wanted to share that because I just don't think, I, I just think it's time to, we got to get to this point where we got to abandon this BS narrative. Especially if you want to truly move black society forward instead of in trying to indoctrinate the next generation of young people who grow up terrified of the police for, for no reason at all. It was like, it was like that one video I saw in Minneapolis uh, sometime last year. I want to say probably not too long after the George Floyd thing went down and people were still in the streets and somebody was filming this little girl. She couldn't have been no older than like, I don't know, like 10 years old. She out here talking about how she terrified of the police. I'm like, what interactions has this little girl had with the police? Like how often, you know, how often does a, a, a Derek Chauvin, George Floyd encounter happen? Cause there was another thing we was talking about on fantastic show. I was in the comments. I wasn't actually on the show, but um, I said in the comments, and I think you highlighted it. I was like, if putting knees on the back of people's necks, if this was producing a bunch of dead people, they would have been banned this technique. Like there's no way in the world that thing would be approved if, if um, people were just dying all over the place. How often do y'all hear about people dying because a cop has his knee on your shoulder blades or the base of your back of your neck or whatever. You probably don't hear about it that often because it's, it's just, it's just one, it's just one of those things that really doesn't happen like that. And we got George. Like we only, I only know about two instances, just like most of y'all. George Floyd, and then that white dude, uh, Tony Temper, down in Texas, happened like two or three years ago. He died in the same similar fashion. Cops apprehended him. They put the knee on the back of his neck or something like that, and he expired. And I think he was on drugs too, if I'm not mistaken. But where was the big fuss? Most of us didn't even learn about this dude till last year after George Floyd. You know why? Because he was a white dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> but based on the numbers here, if anybody should be making a big fuss about the chances of them being killed by the police, it should be this group right here. The white man. Their numbers are double ours. But, but, but they're cutting more white people. Yeah, but still, they still putting up bigger numbers. <laughs> you don't be hearing them complaining. I mean, they should. If it's a legit, you know, unjustified homicide, they should complain. But I'm just saying, you don't, they, nobody cares. It's only the black folks. Only the black folks because Negroes of today are just brainwashed with this this police crap. Yes, there is a documented history of the police being complete ass. Yes, there are some racists on the police force. But you know what? They're racist in everything. You go work at Burger King, 
You go to every Burger King in America, I'm pretty sure you're going to find a racist person working there too. You go to your job tomorrow, if you spend, you know, wherever you work, I'm pretty sure there's a racist person up in there too. Right? They just haven't been discovered. I'm ex-military. There are racists in the military. You know what I mean? Some of them make themselves known. Some of them don't. And yes, I do understand there's a difference between them and a the cop because they're not carrying guns. But the whole point is you're always going to be able to find a racist. We don't live in a, a utopia. We don't live in this perfect little world. And we're never going to exist in that world. Like you're never going to have a year where a cop doesn't kill anybody. Like this, this is always going to happen. You're never going to have this perfect little utopia you liberals believe should exist. That's that's just not the way it is. That's just not how the real world functions be. So there's always going to be a racist out there, whatever. But even with all of the so-called racists and the FBI, the FBI released that report saying that the police force is flooded with white supremacists. All right. Maybe that's true. You know, the same FBI that released the police, uh, released the crime reports every year saying that you got an astronomically higher chance of being killed by another black person. You know, this, you know, the uh, the big coon talking point, us coons like to bring up black on black crime. But that's just crime. No, 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 no. When you actually do the numbers, black on black crime needs to be classified as its own separate category because what, 13, 14 percent of the population committing over 50 percent of the murders. And then out of 50 percent of those murders it's probably like, I don't know, 50, 60 percent of those are committed amongst other black folks. It needs its own special category because it's out of control. Every year. Every year, like clockwork. So you over here worried about being a victim of a stat that says you have a 0.003% chance of being killed <laughs> as opposed to worrying about some, some Negro with just as much melanin as you taking you out for whatever reason. You know, reasons like stimulus checks. Niggas out here killing entire families over stimulus checks. Or uh, niggas is killing their entire family because their father said they can't stay out past a certain time. Or, you know, I mean, just pick any random thing, man. Just pick anything. And this happens every day in Blackistan. And you can go sub to my man, Akatunde Nation. And then there's another guy called My Life in the Shy. They do news stories every single day. Go visit the gun memorial. Matter of fact, let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. In case you guys are unfamiliar with the gun memorial. Gunmemorial.org. These are all the Americans that they can verify that have been killed with guns. They update this thing daily. They try to post pictures if there's a picture associated with it. But you scroll down this list. Every day, it is dominated by black faces. These are all victims, y'all. Every last one of these faces have been killed by a gun. March 31st, so probably tomorrow they'll have the April 1st victims all across the country. Every day. It's 99% black folks on here. 
And then when you click on the news story to read about how these people died, there's like a 99% chance it was at the hands of another black person. And then when you click on a lot of the news stories about how some of these white folks died, there's probably like a 90% chance it was another black person. And my man, Akatunde Nation, let's go show his channel some love. One of my absolute favorite YouTubers who, who should be at 100,000 plus subscribers. He, he, he documents this stuff, man. He got 17,000. We need to get this brother to 100,000 subs immediately. He does this every day. Goes through the stories. He'll even let tell he'll even let he'll even do live streams to tell you what city to go to and he'll just read the local news live in front of you and if it's uh some homicide stuff it's like 99 black folks doing it every city no matter how big or how small they are so yeah black on black crime should be its own separate category because it's out of control but we sitting around here getting fed these stories about the police hunting us look at the numbers don't even support it I just did the numbers for the past four years, 2017, eight, uh, what is that? 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. 2017, 18, 19, 20. These are all the black folks killed by a cop, whether it was justified or unjustified. This is the total interactions. So let me do it again in case somebody's new. It's a grand total of 18,000 police departments in America, 17,985 to be exact. I rounded it off to 18,000. If every one of these departments had just one interaction with a black person every day, that would come out to be 6,570,000 interactions a year. I just took the number of deaths each year divided by the grand total of interactions based off of each department having one interaction. And these are the numbers you get. These are the, these are the odds of you being killed. You move the decimal point two places to the right to get the percent, you come out with 0 0.003 all the way down the line. You have a 0.003% chance of being killed by a cop in America. And this is over the past four years, y'all. And it's probably going to hold true if you go all the way back in time to at least 2000. And it's going to hold true for this year. Hear me out. You have a 0.00%. 3% chance of being killed by a cop. But when you hop on Twitter, you turn on your cable news, your Sean Kings, your LeBron James, your Don Lemons, your, your uh, you know, whoever else is out there. There's so many of them. They will have you convinced that the moment you step out your house, a cop is just waiting to come get you and make you the next trending hashtag. Every time you turn, every time you uh, a cop hits the lights and pulls you over, they got you Negroes convinced that this is going to be your last last time breathing air. No, that's not the case. The reality is they'll take these videos like George Floyd and others, and they'll just put them on repeat 24-7, nonstop. Because I always tell you, for every one incident that happened, like take George Floyd, what day did he die? Let's look it up. 
George Floyd died May 25th, 2020. All right. Now remember, let's 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 just apply this, right? Let's go back. So remember, it's 18,000 police departments in America. Let's just say every department had one interaction with one black person. And let's just assume George Floyd, you know, he was the only one in his for that police department. That means there were 17,999 other police departments out there, right? How many other black people interacted that day with police that got killed? You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know. But I highly doubt it was a bunch. I can tell you, I can tell you what the, I can tell you what it was now. Point zero zero three percent had a potentially a fatal encounter with a cop. That that's what it comes out to be, y'all. George just happened to be part of the 0.003%. Unfortunate, not minimizing it, a life. He died, whether you believe he died due to drugs or he died due to the cop. He lost his, his, he lost his life that day. But you got to understand something. And Mr. Fantastic said this in his video, so I'm going to say it. When do people care about stuff that you have a less than 1% chance of having something bad happen to you. Like, I don't care what it is. Nobody thinks about it. If you have like less than 1% or in this case, a less than a 0%, I mean, you have less than a, like you literally are, are sub zero over here. Most people don't think about that stuff. That is, you know, something like that. When you come across numbers like this, that means, it's stop something's typically safe. Like, like take Lysol. You know how you get some Lysol or some disinfectant or some Clorox? It'll say it has an effective kill rate of 99.9% killing bacteria. They can never guarantee a hundred percent because you can't get rid of bacteria like that. But they can say it can kill 99.99% of all bacteria. That means that there is a 0.001% chance of bacteria not being killed that could potentially make you sick or something like that. But are you thinking about it in that terms? Oh, man, this Clorox, man, man, it only kills 99.99%, but there's still a 0.001% chance. Oh, man, this stuff don't work. This stuff ain't safe, man. Is that how you think about Clorox bleach? No. So what does this mean over here? Well, if you have a 0.003% chance of being killed by a cop, that means you have like a 99.997% uh, chance of not being killed by a cop. You see how that works? Is this making sense to anybody out here? If you have a 0.003 chance, 3% chance of being killed, based off the math, that means you have a 99.997% chance of not being killed by a cop. 
Is this going over people's heads? I'm, I'm only applying simple math here. I'm not doing calculus, trigonometry. I'm not doing any advanced type of math. We're, we're just doing, we're doing stuff that you probably learned in third grade. This is why black children or black people in general need to take school seriously, take elementary education seriously. You know, your one, two, threes, your ABCs. You got to take this seriously, man. You can't be like that school out in Baltimore where everybody in the depth, excuse me, everybody in the school got a 0.0 something GPA. Says, what if you were homeschooled? I don't listen. I hope you got a quality education. I don't believe most black folks are in a position to homeschool people. I just, I'm just not convinced. I'm not even listen. I'm 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 fairly educated. I I don't even want to homeschool. I just I just think that there are you know listen. You got good teachers, you got bad teachers. But, you know, when I hear people talk about homeschool, <clears throat> and then um, when I hear people talking about homeschooling, and then I look at the people who are advocating for homeschool, and then I hear how they talk, and then I hear their reasons, I'm not convinced that they should be homeschooling anybody. I'm be like, all right, mom, dad, we need to see what your report card looking like from, from when you was in high school. What was your GPA? If you graduated high school barely getting by, I don't think you're really qualified to be homeschooling anybody. Yes, I'm a Prince Hall Mason. Yes, I've been a Mason. I've been on the square since 2005, 16 years. But that has nothing to do with nothing over here. So, yes, I'm part of the Illuminati. But anyways, um, so I, I don't see what we're talking about here. We got to we got to keep things in this proper context. So this homeschool thing. You got to look at who's uh, who's advocating for it. And do you really think they're listen? All right, here's the thing, right? The people that advocate for homeschooling, if they can't follow the flow of this simple math that I just put on the screen here, I don't think they should be. Uh, I don't think they should be uh, homeschooling. Baby Jake, I don't care if you trust me or not. I don't know you, and I don't care to know you. So who cares? I didn't ask you to trust me. Nobody's sitting here convincing you to trust me. You're just a dude in the comment section listening to my video. <laughs> Nobody cares if you trust me. <laughs> so that's that's what I that's what I think. Uh, Defund Tatiana. So, you know, but that's the simple math right there, y'all. You you, <laughs> you got people out here have convinced you for. Almost ever since Trayvon Martin died with BLM, they have convinced you that you are going to be killed any minute by a cop. The numbers don't the numbers don't support that theory, y'all. 
the numbers just don't support it. Like I say, I can up the numbers to 36,000. I can up the numbers no matter no matter how many times I up the number, the number is going to get smaller and smaller the, the larger I make the number. I'm doing 18,000. I make it 36,000. This thing is that this this final number over here is going to get even smaller. Y'all do understand that, that that's how this works, right? The numbers don't support it. The numbers does not support the woe is me, white folks and cops is killing us narrative. So this crap has got to change. You understand? This crap has got to change. But I don't think nobody wants it to change. And nobody wants it to change. Well, black folks don't want it to change because it gives black people a forever excuse to not try, to not go out there and live their best life. Because, you know, when you try to go out there and live your best life and you actually try to put in some honest effort, you got you to gotta actually do some work. You got to actually do some work. And guess what? When you're out there doing this work, it's probably going to be the type of work that nobody's going to be sitting around here cheering you on. Nobody's going to be applauding you. Most people aren't going to care unless you hit it big and become real popular. Then they'll care. You know what I'm saying? But nobody wants to go out there and do the work. You got to go out there and grind. You got to go out there and spend a lot of hours probably with yourself reading books or watching YouTube content that isn't purely entertainment driven or going to some type of class or going through the motions of starting up your business, learning how to budget your money and do all this stuff. You know what I mean? Why do all that when you can just blame the white man? You know what I mean? Blame the white man. The white man has become black society's God. Like, and it's just, it's just their everything. And white folks, white liberals, they've allowed y'all to do it. They, white, white liberals have allowed y'all to, to make white folks your God. <laughs> for better or for worse. You know what I mean? Because the numbers don't support it, man. It just doesn't. But I don't know what it's going to take to snap up out of this trance. All you can do is try to influence the minds of the people that are directly around you, that you're in charge of, because this type of message is never going to reach mass. It's never going to reach critical mass. It's never going to be popular. It'll put so many people out of business. Think about, think about if somebody, if somebody with a major platform and major influence started going through the numbers like I'm going through them, night after night, day after day, to where they're reaching hundreds of thousands into the millions of people. Man, th these numbers will put Tariq Nasheed out of business. It'll put Sean King out of business. It'll put you know, uh, uh, Jason Black, your favorite pro-black babblers, your favorite social justice warriors. Uh, what, what's that? What's that chick's name? Or the female chick? Whatever her name. They used to be the basketball commentator. Whatever. They'll put all these people out of business. 
because it doesn't support the narrative. It'll put BLM out of business because you would literally have convinced people to be terrified of something that they have a 99.997% chance of surviving. You have convinced them to be terrified of this. This is how this is how this is how insane this is. You have convinced people to be terrified of the point zero zero uh whatever the the, the doggone small number uh, uh, of germs that the bleach didn't kill. <laughs> this will put Clorox out a bit. I mean, come on. Just put this this think about this in terms of Clorox again. Clorox will be out of business, y'all. Clorox bleach would be out of business. Nobody will be buying Clorox if you allow people to convince you that the 0.001% of bacteria that doesn't that doesn't get killed is going to just wreak havoc in your life. Clorox would be out of business. Lysol would be out of business. I mean, do you see how silly this is, y'all? When you actually just look at the raw, the raw numbers, you see how silly this is? But, 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 days lives, man, they dead. Yeah. Yeah, they are dead. But, and nobody's, nobody's minimizing it. But when you look at it in this totality, is this something that is going to more than likely kill you? No. No, it's not. You know, a lot of people die in car accidents. I was coming home from work, picked up my son. Right before I got to this intersection, there was this car, two cars smashed into each other, head on. Should I be scared to drive my car? There's car accidents every day, B. Yeah, I still drive my car. Everybody still hops in the whip and drives. Baby Jake, he wants me to go debate Tariq and listen, what is up with you niggas in debates? Let me explain to you how debates work. Whoever your favorite, whoever you're a fan of wins the debate. So there's no point in doing YouTube debates. Whoever you are a fan of, that's who wins the debate. I mean, that's how this goes. And so he says, I'm talking crap behind their back. No, I'm talking crap on my YouTube channel. <laughs> like, I can do that. I can do that. I mean, they talk, they talk crap about everybody, too. I can't talk crap about them. Every time I listen to a Tariq Nasheed video, he talking smack about somebody. I can't talk about him. Every time I listen to a Jason Black video, he talking smack about somebody. I can talk about them. Why don't you call their show? I don't need to call their show. I'm doing my show right here. You scared? Now, let me be scared over here. If you want to go swing off his testicles, go swing off their testicles over there. But here's the thing. I don't have to argue him. You know Why? This right here destroys their whole narrative. How can you argue against this? 
How can you argue against the math? Somebody tell me. Somebody, I mean, come on, man. Somebody, somebody tell me. How can you argue against the math, y'all? What argument can you give me to convince me that I should be shaking in my boots of cops? I literally did the math in front of you on screen. What could they say to what could they say to uh debunk the math? <laughs> what could you what argument could you put up for this? This is this this is the most pure argument to just totally destroy this cops is killing people stuff. Could you put up against this? Like seriously. Yeah, I'm the same as a cop. That's right. Super facts. Yep, you got me figured out, Blake. Baby Jake, whatever your name is. Super facts. I'm I'm, I'm whatever you think I am, that's what I am. <laughs> I'm not even gonna argue with you. I'm actually a white guy. Did you know that? Ooh, there you go. I'm a coon. I'm a half breed. I'm a white guy. I'm scared. I'm a cop. I'm a mason. I'm an alien. I'm a transvest. I'm whatever. I'm a transvestite. I'm all that crap. Whatever you think I am, that's what I am. So now that we got that part out of the way of you trying to figure out who I am, what I am, and what I stand for, how can Tariq, Jason Black, or anybody argue against the math? How? How can you? How? What argument could anybody put up against the math to where you are going to go about trying to convince people to live in fear and terror of something that the math says you have a 0.003% chance of getting killed by? How can you argue against the math? Make it make sense. But you can't make it make sense. Because you need it to not make sense because you need an excuse to live a lazy life <laughs> of always blaming somebody for your shortcomings. You need it to not make sense. You're going to go around the world, around the universe to avoid dealing with the reality of the math. That's what, that's what you need because the math will force you to look in the mirror to see that you've been fed BS the entire time that you've bought into because you are driven by emotions and you're driven by this desire to always want to blame somebody for your shortcomings in life. The math doesn't support it. So what debate is it to have with Tariq, Jason Black, or anybody else? How can you argue against the math? The math literally tells you in front of your face you have a 0.003% chance of dying from a cop. How do, you, how do you dispute the math? How do you argue against it? This ain't complicated math. This is math you probably learned in third grade. What argument could they put up against this? This is based off the data. Off the this is elementary math. Baby Jake, come back, baby Jake, come back. Don't leave us, baby Jake. So you want me to argue? How, how do you argue for them? Pretend you're Jason Black. Pretend you're Tariq Nasheed. You be, you, you be their mouthpiece, because I'm pretty sure you listen to them religiously. You already know what they're going to say. And trust me, I've listened to them for years. I know what they're going to say. 
Convince me how they're going to argue against the math. You can't argue against it. So there's no point in arguing, debating them. There's no point. There's no point. Their whole white supremacy boogeyman nonsense goes out the window. Because ain't nobody holding them niggas back. They stay making money. Tariq living a great life, as he should. I believe everybody should be able to live the best life they can afford, and you live wherever the hell you want to live. So I don't hate on the brother for making money and living a great life and taking care of his family. That's what everybody should be doing. But meanwhile, he's convinced you that you can't do the things that he's managed to do. <laughs> because some white man going to hold you back. Or it's a cop out there waiting around the corner, a race soldier. Remember, they race soldiers, right? Race soldiers, a race war. Jason Black got a whole documentary called Race War. Race soldiers and race wars. Well, damn. Either these are some of the sorriest race soldiers, race warriors, whatever the hell he calls them, or it just doesn't exist. According to the math, according to the numbers. So is there really a bunch of race war, race soldiers out there? Because remember, I've been listening to Tariq for years. I know his stuff just like you know it. I've probably been listening to Tariq and Jason Black longer than you. I've known about Tariq for about 10 years now. I've known about Jason Black for about six years now. The numbers don't support it. Shout out to Mr. Fantastic. Like I said, y'all go check out his video he did on George Floyd. Phenomenal video. The numbers don't support it, baby Jake. So what you want me to argue Tariq Nasheed and Jason Black about? You want me to go up there and argue them that, hey, the numbers say you have a 99.997% chance of not being killed by a cop, bro. You have a 0.003% chance. They've built out. They've literally built. Listen, Tariq Nasheed has literally made hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars off of convincing you niggas that you're going to die from something that the math says you have a 0.003% chance of dying from. He has literally convinced you all, baby Jake, that the moment you step out your house, a uh, race soldier is going to get you. Yes, I'm a boot-licking Uncle Tom. I'm all that. I'm a coon. I'm a boot-licking Uncle Tom. I'm a half-breed. I'm a, Whatever you want me to be, I'll be. I'm all that. I agree with you. But let's get back to the math, though. Stop trying to deflect. Let's focus on the math here. You're a Tariq Nasheed representative. Let's focus on the numbers here. <laughs> let's do the numbers one more time in case you missed it. What do these numbers mean? Well, there are 17,985 police departments in America. I rounded it out to a smooth 18,000. I said, if every police department in America had just one encounter with one black person every day for a whole calendar year, that would come out to be 6,570,000 encounters with black people in a calendar year. 
right? Then we went on over to Statista to figure out how many black people have been killed by cops since 2017, whether they were justified or unjustified, just the total number. We took the total number for each year, divided it by the total number of encounters that they would have if every police department had just one encounter with a black person every day. You go down the line, you do what the, you, you, you get the decimal point answer. If you don't know how to convert decimals to percentages, all you do is just move the decimal point two places to the right. You're going to get a 0.003% chance of you being killed by a cop. Which means you have a 99.997% chance of not being killed by a cop. Like I said, if we applied this logic to a bottle of Clorox, Clorox would go out of business. They would convince you all that because Clorox can't kill 100% of the germs and they leave 0.001%, they would go out of business because you would be like, I can't, I can't buy Clorox because it, it, it doesn't kill the 0.001% of germs. Never mind, it kills 99.99%. They would go out of business. They couldn't sell Clorox. But now you want me to argue, go debate Jason Black, you Uncle Tom bootlicker. What in the hell could they tell me? How can you, how can you debate this? How can you argue this? You literally have Jason Black, Tariq Nasheed, Sean King, Don Lemon, Rachel Maddow, whoever else is in mainstream media or whatever blue checks all over social media have convinced you Negroes that your life is going to be turned completely upside down off of something that says you have a 0.003% chance of dying from. We're talking less than half a percent. That's right. Fantastic. That's right. We all buy Clorox bleach or Lysol. Lysol has a 99% effective rate, which means there's like a 0.01% chance there's some bacteria out there. We don't care about the 0.01%. They say they have a 99% chance of killing the germs. And we go buy Clorox, Lysol, and other disinfectants. You got Negroes out here rushing to get needles banged into their arms against COVID, even though the stats, and we've done the videos, the stats say you have a, what is it? Uh, the, the mortality rate for COVID is like, what, 2%, 4%, which means you got a, let's just say it's 3%. That means you got a 97% chance of surviving. <laughs> I mean, like, like, what, what are we talking about here? Men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie, y'all. So this is what I'm saying. You got niggas that have created entire realities of failure, of white worship off of something that has a 0.003% chance. I mean, I think that's how y'all should argue this moving forward. The next time you get engaged 
with a woe is me, a pro-black, a social justice warrior, a BLM warrior, somebody out here trying to convince you that you're a because you're black, you're going to get killed by a cop. Tell them, according to the data over the last four years, the data says you got a point zero zero. Make sure you stress it. You got to stress it. You can't just fly through. You have to say it nice and slow. You have a zero point zero zero three percent chance. And like I said, I'm just rolling with eighteen thousand. What if I said every police department had two encounters? We up to 36,000. This number is going to get smaller if I do that. In case you guys don't understand that. So what are we talking about here? This better question, bro, is how did Jason and Tariq make it to their 40s? With all this nigga hunting going on by the police. That's a great question. I asked that earlier. I said earlier, before you hopped in, I was like, you ever notice the people who are the loudest about the police coming to hunt you, they ain't got hunted yet. They've been on social media, whether they're Tariq, Jason, or just some random people you know on social media. They've been out here talking about the police going to kill you forever. It's been like 10 years. How come they ain't got you yet? And look, I don't want them to get you. But I'm just saying, they ain't got you. You've been talking this for 10 years. You ain't even got a speeding ticket in 10 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you ain't, and most people I know, they're not out there doing things to purposely attract the attention of the police to them. But even if you are, even if you are doing activities that are going to attract the police to you, you still have a 0.003% chance of surviving your encounter. Even if you are doing things that you know the police are going to be attracted to, you still have a 0.003% chance of surviving. Isn't that crazy? I mean, come on. You can't, no matter how you want to slice and dice it, the math is right here in front of your face. So how do you how do you argue against this? Zero point zero zero three. That needs to be like the hashtag or something. That's the reality. That's that's the reality. That's the math right there. And it's gonna hold true for 2021. Watch. We'll do we'll do another. Matter of fact, this might be like an annual thing. You know, how everybody does like a New Year's video. Oh, we're celebrating the New Year's. I might just come on here January 1st, 2022, or whenever they release the crime numbers. Matter of fact, I'll probably do this next April. So that way I can give them enough time to tally the numbers. And come on here and give you the uh, the annual report of your chances of being killed by a cop. And then compare that up against your chances of being killed by another black person. I'll pull crime reports where those numbers are astronomically high. Maybe, maybe we should do that every year, right before, right before taxes. To show you that this is bullshit. 
This is all BS, especially if you were born in like 1995 and later. You're full of crap when you talk about racism and this unfounded fear you have. You're full of crap. I don't believe none of you young Negroes, none of you. Like I said, in order for me to, for a person that was born in 95 and later, if you want to convince me that you're a victim of racism or there's some real racism going on, I need to see some strange fruit hanging from a tree. I need to see some undeniable Mississippi burning style proof because I don't believe any of y'all cries. I barely believe niggas in my age group. I was born in 1980. I barely believe them. 96 and later, I don't believe you at all. Because, you know, 96, that's, that's, that's the official start of, gener- of uh, generation whatever comes after the millennial generation. Like 95, 96 is the start of that new generation. I'm like generation X slash millennial, i.e. zillennial. So I'm like right there. Oh, Generation Z. Yeah. So Generation Z and later, I don't believe you. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I just don't. Y'all, y'all got too much going on, B, to be oppressed. Y'all got too much going on in life to, to where you can unoppress yourself. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, let's just say if you're like, let's just say you legit feel like you're oppressed. Your smartphone and the internet can unoppress you. <laughs> it can liberate your ass damn near instantaneously. You got all kind of crap pumping and jumping. All kind of stuff. So I, I don't want to hear it. If you ain't living in some third world country somewhere where you got water bottles and shoes or, you know, you know what I'm saying? You don't have access to anything. Don't talk to me about oppression. Like I've actually seen it, what it looks like in real life. I've been to Afghanistan. I've been to other countries and seen what it really looks like face to face. You got to come back to America and, and see a bunch of young black people whining and crying. It's like my nigga, the country that I just left. These niggas literally live in mud houses, B. As in literally. As in literally, they don't take showers for like weeks, maybe weeks at a time. Poverty over here with you. You know, you you, you living in the projects talking about poverty. Like, okay, I'll put it like this. So y'all know I live in Orlando, right? Every day, every day I drive back and forth to work when I take some of the, you know, the, the side, the, the main little side streets, not the highway or whatever. Every corner I go to, there's, there's somebody out there asking for money. Right? They all, every last one of them got smartphones, B. Every last one of them. Every last one of them. I know that, look, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have one, but I'm just saying poverty in America, oppression in America is a joke compared to oppression in the entire. I mean, here's another thing. Let's do some more math, right? How many, what's the global population? How many people are in the world? All right, so this thing says we have 7 billion, 794 million. How many Americans, right? Let's, let's, 320, 
eight million. All right, we're just gonna round this off to 330 million Americans, right? Let's do the maths. When I say 330, hold up, is that how many is that? Is 100? I gotta throw another zero on there. Hundred thousand. Okay, three hundred thirty million Americans divided by how many people? Seven point seven billion. All right, give me a second here. I gotta make sure I get all my 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 numbers right. So divided by seven billion. I'll move this to the other screen so I can see it. All right, divided by seven seven. Nine four seven nine eight seven three nine. Look at this. Americans make up four percent of the of the global population. Once again, in case you don't know math, you move the decimal point two places to the right. We make up four percent of the global population, y'all. Four percent. That means. 96% for the most part, excluding places like Canada and, and, and England, obviously, but the overwhelming majority of the world ain't living like you, nigga. Y'all, you got you got Negroes in here in America that be getting like $1,200, $1,000, $2,000 stamps. Take your ass overseas. Ain't no food stamp policy in, in these countries. It's either you got it or you don't. You going to hunt it or you going to starve. Ain't no social safety nets over there. Ain't nobody guaranteeing you no housing over there. No vouchers to move into the projects or something like that. Or whatever. Now y'all niggas is tripping over here. Is America perfect? No. But still, it's far better than... The overwhelming majority of the global population be the overwhelming. Y'all think the police bad here? Oh shit! <laughs> Go get handed some of that work from the cops overseas, and then come talk to me about some police brutality. <laughs> Go see how they. Go see how they get down with they people. Go watch an episode of Locked Up Abroad. See how see how they get down. Y'all niggas is tripping over here. But anyways, so that's the math, though, man. That's the math. All this right here. Dis disregard this. That's the math right here, baby. How you going to argue the math? How long have I been on here? I'm about to go. Damn, it's been an hour and a half already. Anyways, how you going to argue the math, man? 0.003%, y'all. That's the math. That's the chance of you being killed by a cop. I see cops every day. I don't be, you know, and when I be out there living my, and there's nothing, just go out there and live your random regular life and, and just, just see how many cops do y'all see just hopping out like, like some jump out boys sliding over the hood of their car, like Dukes of Hazard, just, just, just tackling niggas. <laughs> just cause just, just for the sake of tackling them. Oh, there go some black people. They pull the car over real quick, jump over the hood, and over there, you know, tackling niggas just, just on some on a random whim because they ain't had nothing else to do that day. 
It was kind of like Derek Chauvin. He had nothing else to do that day besides let me go kill a black person and let me kill him while I'm being filmed on camera. Like, I, think about this, y'all. You got people out here saying Derek Chauvin purposely went to, wanted to kill that dude. So you mean, listen, you mean to tell, let's just put our thinking caps on here for a second. You mean to tell me Derek Chauvin decided to wake up that day, go down to this scene to deal with this dude that just got accused of, of, uh, of uh, passing off fake money. And now they're having issues getting him arrested. He decided, you know what? The hell with this. I'm going to kill this Negro on camera. Yeah, I see the cameras in front of me. Because, you know, he was looking at the cell phone. He was looking at the people recording him. I'm going to purposely kill him on camera. That's how bold I am. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a police officer probably making $50,000, $60,000 a year. However much they make out in that city, let's just go with the nice. Matter of fact, what's what's the uh, average salary of a cop? Let's let's figure out what that is, right? Average salary of cop in Minneapolis. They spell Minneapolis. Let's figure out what the average salary is. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. The average police salary in Minneapolis, Minnesota is $61,000 a year. So Derek Chauvin out here making about $60,000 a year. He going he gonna to risk it all over some random black dude he don't know and purposely kill him while he knows he's being filmed. He's going to risk his $60,000 salary, his pension his benefits, all that crap over George Floyd just so he can be famous and be on camera for killing a random black dude. Because that, that's, what, that's how he started his day when he woke up. I'm going to kill me a random black dude on camera today and throw my $60,000 job away and potentially and, and risk going to prison for the rest of my life. That, that's what he was thinking that day, y'all. According to Blackistan, that's how he that's how he started his day. Woke up, took a shower, brushed his teeth, poured some coffee, had a little egg McMuffin. Was like, you know what? Today's the day I feel like doing something different. I'm putting my knee on the back of somebody's neck for eight minutes on camera. And start and, and then and then kick off a summer worth of protests of people burning down cities and then go to trial and potentially spend and, and potentially and, and try to, you know, fight for my freedom. So I don't go to jail for the rest of my life. That, that's what he thought that day, May 25th, 2020, the day George Floyd died. That's, that's what he thought that day. So like I said, when you hear people say this, he purposely did it. Think about how silly that sounds, y'all. Who purposely decides to do that on camera when you are no, when you know you're being filmed as in you can see him looking at the guy that is filming him. You know, everybody got a camera 
it's one thing if there were no cameras around. He was, you'd be like, all right, maybe, maybe he did. Maybe, maybe, maybe he did feel like he can do it. This motherfucker's on camera, y'all, looking at the camera. <laughs> I, I just, I find it hard to believe that he was that bold. Like he only making, he ain't making half a million a year. He making sixty thousand. That ain't that ain't like life changing money. I highly doubt he got a war chest full of money stashed in the cut just in case he want to go out there and do some crazy stuff <laughs> and then go and then go out there and hire the best lawyers to fight on his behalf. It, it just doesn't it just doesn't even make logical sense when you hear people say it. He meant to do it. You, you really think he meant to do that? Matter of fact, how long he how long was he a cop? Let's look it up. How long was Derek Chauvin? How long was he on the force? Let's see. Uh, here we go. Look, he joined the police department in 2000. This joke had been a cop for night. He was a cop for 19 years when that happened. He was a cop at 19 years when he ran into, when he had that fatal encounter with George Floyd. You mean to tell me a dude that could probably, I, I don't know, how, how do cops retire in 20 years or do they do 30 years? Like, like what, what is the, how long uh, can you be a cop before retirement? How long do they go before they retire? Uh, let's see, the attainment of age 55 and the completion of six years. All right, let's see. All right, they say you got to be like 55. So let's just say about 25, 30 years, right? Let's just, let's just, let's just go with 25, 30 years, right? So you mean to tell me this dude, 19 years in the game as a cop. Oh, it's 20 years? Okay. So it's like the military. You retired 20 years, all right? So you mean to tell me a dude that's 19 years into the game as a cop with one year to go, before he's retired, he just going to risk it all and purposely kill somebody on camera just because the person is black. You really think that's what's going on? Somebody making 60000 a year going to throw it all away over some dude he don't know on a random whim because he want to kill somebody while he knows he's being recorded and risk spending the rest of his life in prison when all he got to do is just knock out one more year. He can retire and, and go do something else with his life. All right, so let's just, okay, fine. Let's just say, let's just say it was 30 years. This dude got 10 more years to go. He don't put almost 20 years in on the force. 10 more to go. He's just going to throw it all the way over some random dude he don't know and purposely kill somebody while he knows he's being recorded. You really think that that's what happened, y'all? <laughs> you really think that that's what's happening? Yeah, I mean, come on, man. You got to just think about the crap some of these people say, y'all. It doesn't even make sense. 
It doesn't even make sense when you actually just break it down into common logic. Nobody, the average person in their right mind ain't going to do that. Well, he wasn't in his average. He wasn't, he, he wasn't in his right mind. This motherfucker been a cop for 19 years. You can't be a cop for 19 years and be just completely nuts. You're going to, that's going to come out early. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to discover that about you. You can't hide that for almost 20 years. I mean, come on. <laughs> what are we talking about here? You caping for the co- I'm caping for common sense. I'm, I mean, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm caping for, you know, the people that work careers that are trying to get to retirement. You know, I was in the military. I get a, I get a, I get a quote unquote retirement now. <laughs> I'm quote unquote retired from the military. I only did 13 years in. You know, most people who work a profession that offers a retirement, normally after they, they hit 10 years, they, they, they're like, you know, they're considered lifers. And they're not really trying to mess that thing up. They're not really trying to purposely mess that thing up. Whether you're a cop, you're military or whatever. That's just not how they are. The average person, the average person that works these jobs. They are not purposely trying to mess that up once they cross the 10 year threshold. They're trying to get to the 10 year or whatever threshold they got to get to so that they can get their damn retirement and their benefits and go on about their damn business. Because they don't gave that much time. I mean, like I say, he joined 2001. He met George Floyd in 2000. 19 years with like another 10 or 11 to go. Assuming he had to do 30 to, to get a full retirement. Ain't nobody throwing that away over some random dude so you could just be filmed killing him and be accused of doing it on purpose? Ain't nobody doing that. White, black, whatever. Ain't nobody doing that. This is not, this is not reality. This is why I can't take this seriously. This is, this is insanity with, with black folks, man. How everything is just seen through the lens of black versus white instead of facts over feels, logic over emotion. Let's sit down and analyze it. Like, what is the likelihood or the probability of this happening? It's very low, an extremely low chance that that was what Derek Chauvin was actually t- intending to do while he knew he was being filmed. <laughs> That's probably in that 0.001% chance or something like that. I don't know. This is crazy. Oh, you're a cop? Look, look at this. We got a cop in the building. 13 years as a Philly police officer. All right, MF Doom. 13 years as a cop. MF, he got eight to 10 more to go. All right. I did 13 years active duty in the U.S. Army before I got medically separated. So you 13 years into the game, right? Let me tell MF Doom, 
are you trying to do anything to purposely ruin your career? Like, are you purposely going out there trying to do something to ruin your career, especially doing it on camera? At the, at, especially at this stage in the game, when you're past 10 years into the profession. Are you purposely, when you wake up in the morning, put your boots on, put your, put your, put your utility belt on, you know, assuming you're like a beat cop or something, or whatever, however they classify y'all. I don't know. You going out there doing your patrols or your rounds. I, 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 I'm wondering, are you purposely going out there trying to do something while you know you're being filmed that could potentially put you in prison for the rest of your life? Instead of trying to do what you've been trained to do so that you can hit that damn retirement so you can go out there and live a good life and do whatever the hell it is y'all do when y'all retire. He says, no. Exactly right. No, most people ain't doing that. Most people into a career ain't doing that dumb shit, y'all. Most lifers aren't doing that. Lifers, you know, that's, that's what we call them in the army. And we ain't doing that crap. Matter of fact, the longer we're in, the uh, the more straight and narrow we try to fly. When I was in the military in my younger years, I was out there doing all kinds of crap. They could have got me kicked out. I was out there drinking, driving, all that stuff. Never got caught, thank God. But I had some friends that got caught, and they got kicked out early on. And that was what convinced me, I don't think I should be doing this crap. So then I started moving up in rank. Then I, you know, then, you know, me and the wife got together, married kids, moved up in rank. After a while, I was like, I gotta, you know, listen, I'm not, I'm not a robot, but I'm not gonna do something stupid to just get kicked out. You know what I'm saying? Because I got things I'm trying to get, things I'm trying to do, people I gotta take care of, responsibilities I gotta fulfill. I can't be out here 30 years old, acting like I'm. 22. I can't be out here drinking like I used to when I first came in. I used to get drunk, go to sleep, three hours later, wake up, go to PT, still be drunk at PT, running three, four miles. Shit, I got about 30. I couldn't do that crap. <laughs> I can't do it. You know, I couldn't do that crap. Hell, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Basically, the older you get, especially if you're in a career, you know, you try to do, you try to do the right things because you ain't trying to throw that shit away. You don't invest so much of your damn life into this profession. You trying to get something out the deal, the end of the deal. Cause you can't be a cop forever. Can't be in the army forever. So you're like, well, shit, let me, let me do what I got to do to get to retirement. So I get my benefits and, you know, ride it out till I go, go take my dirt nap. That's how that's how most regular people think who are in professions or in jobs that have like you know standard pensions, retirements, or you know stuff like that. I mean, that's just how we think. That's how we operate. So I'm not, but like I say, I just don't. I just can't imagine. Like I don't know Derek Chauvin. I know I know him about as much as, as well as y'all know, which means I don't know him at all. I just I, I'm struggling to, to to see the logic in 
a dude that's been on the force for 19 years purposely trying to kill a dude while he knows he's being recorded. I'm struggling to see the logic in this. I'm struggling to see it. It doesn't even make sense to me at all. Now, could you say he was negligent? If it turns out they can prove that his knee had something to do with it, yeah, you can say it was negligent. If if that's the case, if it turns out his knee was a contributing factor, if they can prove that, yeah, you can say it was negligent. But I don't think it was in, it, it, it was full of malice and intent like everybody else. Everybody else was like, matter of fact, let's look at the picture, right? I don't heard this so many times. I, I I saw this on the news yesterday or whenever. Uh, let's see. I'm showing this picture. This picture right here. They had put this picture on screen. Look at it. Somebody actually said this. It was a black person. I can't remember what this guy's name is. He was on CNN or something. It was like, look at his eyes. You can tell. He, he just didn't have a care in the world. He did that intentionally. You could just see it in his eyes. I'm looking, I'm like, what? This dude, like I say, you really think he's going to throw his whole career away over some nigga he ain't never met before? You really? I mean, come on, let's just think about this. He don't know this dude from a can of paint. He literally knows he's being recorded. You really think he did this on purpose, assuming it's proven that the knee had a contributing factor. Assuming they proved that the knee was a contributing factor. You really think that this was done on purpose while he's being recorded. It doesn't even, it doesn't even make sense, man. Somebody 19 years on the force. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, his hand wasn't in his pocket either. You can see his glove is like resting on his thigh or something. I don't know. Maybe they're trained to position themselves like that for balance. I don't know. But it doesn't even make sense to say that he purposely did that. It, it just doesn't. You capable for what? I'm capable for common sense, man. I mean, I'm just... I'm just tired of, I mean, I'm, 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 listen, I'm beyond the point of looking at everything through the lens of black and white because it's stupid, especially when you, when you look at how black people look at it. And this right here is, is the reason why. 0.003% is the reason why. For those of you who might be new, that is the chance of you being killed by a cop in America. 0.003%, which means you have a 99.997% chance of surviving. This is literally the math right here. It's the math, y'all. Zero point zero zero three percent chance. That's what that's what this is all about. They literally set the country on fire off of zero point zero zero three percent, y'all. BLM literally raised ten billion dollars off zero point zero zero three percent. 
You got niggas that are making buku cheese, convincing you that cops are coming to kill you off of 0.003%. That's 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 the number. That's the raw number. And math ain't racist. <laughs> math ain't racist. It doesn't math don't know what race you are. It don't care. It works for everybody. 0.003% chance, y'all. If you're a pro-black social justice warrior, your life is in shambles. Terrified of the boogeyman off of something that has a 0.003% chance of taking you out of here. That's how crazy you sound. How crazy you are. 0.003. Anyways, I'm about to go. Shout out to everybody. Put some money in here. 0.003. I think that's the only way you can you can effectively combat the nonsense. You're going to have to tell them the actual number. 0.003. It holds true for four years in a row that just based off of four years, it's going to hold true this year. It probably holds true going all the way back to 2000. Hell, even as far as Rodney King and maybe even, maybe even before that 0.003. That's the only way you're going to combat this nonsense. You got to tell them the raw numbers. 0.003 y'all. All right. I'm about to bounce. I'll be easy. Shout out to everybody. Put some money here. Peace.